Good evening, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O oh, gracious and heavenly Father, I come to you as humble as I know how, thanking you for another day. Thanking you for waking us up this morning, O oh, heavenly Father, and placing us in our right minds. Oh, Heavenly Father, go with the sick and shut in. Go with the bereaved family, oh, Heavenly Father. And go with Karen and daughter Cassandra this evening as they give us the word. Lord, give us all grace and mercy and heal this land. In your name, I say amen. We all shall say amen. 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 Thank you so much for that prayer. And well, welcome to a centralized moment. The focus is you. This week's topic is when God speaks. And those of you that were on the line with us earlier, you heard some of the old, old gospel songs that we tried to play. And um, through church history and even among our varied denominations, people often use words like, the Lord spoke to me. How many of you have ever heard somebody say that? Or uh, I heard the Spirit say, and still yet, some people will say, I have this feeling that the Lord, and then they just go on and on. And I am struck by these comments and they presuppose one thing, that God still speaks. Speaking and hearing are two communication means. To speak is to say words. To hear is to listen or receive that which is spoken by the mouth. I have been pondering for some time the way in which God speaks and a way in which his servants should hear. And to answer some of my questions, I am drawn to 1 Samuel, third verse. And Cassandra, if you would put up the slides, um, we'll go through those quickly a little. Okay. And while she's putting it up in 1 Samuel 3, Samuel is called to serve the Lord. And at this time in history, hearing from the Lord was a rarity. And he was giving no visible signs of his presence. This time in Israel's history is one of despondency hopelessness and despair. God is not speaking. God is silent. God's voice is quieted because of Israel's sin. But something different is observed in 1 Samuel 3. God rushes in with his tender grace to speak. Such tenderness of his grace comes one evening while Samuel is sleeping. And God speaks, which is in verse 4 and 6. Samuel is awakened by the voice of the Lord. He thinks Eli is calling him. Three times in the narrative, Samuel appears before Eli, saying, Here I am, because he mistakes God's voice for his teacher's voice. It takes three times before Eli realizes the Lord is speaking. Then Eli teaches Samuel to listen to the Lord. He perceives the Lord is calling young Samuel 
and he provides a valuable lesson on the way each of us should respond. Eli says to Samuel, go, lie down, and if he calls you, you just say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Samuel's response should be ours. Speak, for your servant hears. And so, God continues his visitation and communication with Samuel. He reveals to Samuel his future work in the nation and also how God's mighty discipline will end Eli's life. These are sobering words for an available servant to hear, but Samuel continues to be obedient to the Lord's voice. God still speaks in two main ways. This narrative elicits for me some questions about hearing the Lord and responding to his voice. I do believe that God still speaks and he uses multiple means to speak and every believer should be careful to listen to his voice. There are two main ways that God speaks throughout scripture, through general and special revelation. First, the general revelation explains the way God speaks through natural means, that is through the stars, through nature, through sky, and created things. Psalms 19 and 1, Romans 1 and 20. The natural world declares the Lord and it speaks forth his glory. The trees of the field and the rocks proclaim the handiwork of the Lord. Charles Spurgeon once said, God seems to talk to me in every primrose and daisy and smiles at me from every star and whispers to me in every breath of morning air and call aloud to me in every storm. Think about that. God seems to speak to me in every primrose and daisy and smiles at me from every star. Look up in the, in the sky and if you see the stars, you think about God speaking to you through the, sky, through, the, through the stars and whispers to me in every breath of morning air and call aloud to me in every storm. Nature profoundly speaks of God and draws our hearts to the amazing truth revealed through the gospel. I don't know how many of you may have followed me when I used to, I haven't done it in a while, when I take my morning walk and I'm marveled at what I see as I'm wandering through the wilderness per se, and I'm looking at all that God has created. And sometimes when I come on live and I talk about how the things that I see in nature, how I feel like God is speaking to me. And in this, in this, it is in those times, most of the time, that I gather my thoughts for what my topic is going to be for the following week. As I'm walking and I'm marveled at the things that God has made and the things that I see, I come up with these topics of what I want to bring to you guys. So then the second special revelation explains the way God speaks experientially and exactly. I say experientially because there are some unique means through which God speaks in scripture that are not necessarily common occurrences today. We now have the scriptures complete 
and God speaks through his word, which comes through Hebrews, the first chapter, the first through the second verse. I'd like to offer a few biblical perspectives, experiential ways that God speaks throughout the scripture, many of which are not common today. Some other ways God has spoken through scripture. Angels play an important mouthpiece for God. They deliver messages of hope and warning. Prophets were teachers called to communicate. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So prophets were teachers called to communicate God's warning and teaching people to repent. They pointed the audience to see their sin and their need of the Lord's deliverance. God used dreams and visions to communicate a special calling. Like when God spoke to Joseph of the coming famine and his brothers bowing to him. So we are compelled to listen to God to the Lord because of his divine work and us through the gospel. And how many of you, you know, sometimes I say, I can't sleep. I could not sleep at night. Did you ever stop and wonder if it was God speaking to you? And, and he says, now you got time to listen because you, you thinking you gonna be sleeping, but God's keeping you awake because he wants you to listen. And, you know, I said, I could not sleep at night. For some reason, I could not close my eyes and go to sleep. But how many of us took that as a time that God wanted us to just be still and listen? Okay, fire and unusual images were also frequent visitors in the scriptures. Moses' encounter with the Lord shows the reader God's desire to be known. And of course, there are other fire scenes in scripture. Mount Carmel is another picture of God coming near to his people. Later in the New Testament, Jesus speaks to Nicodemus about being born again when he calls Nicodemus to the gospel. Special revelation made available to his religious man is also available to all. So using spiritual disciplines to listen to the Lord. But you may be asking, you may be asking, what about today? How does God speak to me and how should I hear him? So let me suggest some practical helps for hearing from the Lord and responding to his word. Scripture reading. The, the devotional practice of reading and absorbing the scriptures, resulting in memorization, reading, reciting, and responding with the intention for the mind to remember and be renewed in spiritual growth. That comes out of Psalm 19, Matthew 4 and 4, in James 1.25. Meditation, this is the one that I like. The practice of hearing God's voice through scripture. Training the mind to apprehend and the willingness to respond in obedience to the revelation given to the person through active memorization of the word. And the third way the, is prayer. <laughs> The practice of coming before God, speaking and having a conversation so that we and others may benefit from God's divine provision and receive a measure of grace 
in order that needs will be met and hearts awakened to God's presence. And I know there was one a slide, and I don't know if she's gone through it yet, where it says that uh, when we pray, we're speaking to God. And when he, when we listen, he responds. Think about it. We're having a conversation with God. That's our prayer. We're speaking to him. And when he reveals whatever he reveals to us is when he's speaking to us. Another way that you can hear God speak is journaling, the practice of writing personal thoughts, remembrances, reflections, experiences, concerns, and meditative responses to God's word in the spirit. Fasting, the practice of temporarily abstaining from certain appetites, such as food, entertainment, sexual intercourse, and medicines for the purpose of sacrifice in order to con concentrate fully on spiritual truths. Sabbath rest, a period of resting from one's labor or work as commanded in scripture and using that time for worship, sleep and reflection on God's sovereign work and creation. Number seven, practicing his presence. In the practice of experiencing and recognizing God through his invisible presence and provision in all of life and acknowledging his control over its every facet as one endeavors to live and work on earth. Our response, and so then, what is our response to these things? I say two things. First, you must never miss God's voice when he does speak. In fact, so many, many people do miss his tender voice altogether. Why? Because they are in rebellion. Their ears are dull, <laughs> and they do not perceive the glorious gospel of grace. I can miss hearing from the Lord because of my rebellious heart. However, if I am compelled to listen to the Lord because of his divine work in my life through the gospel, I hear him. Part of hearing the Lord speak is a matter of fruit bearing in my life. The Spirit's power grants me to understand spiritual truths. The natural, resistant unbeliever rejects the Spirit and his voice. But the resistant Christian can only rebel for a time before becoming enthralled by God's effectual grace. Be a teacher who perceives the hand of God speaking to the people around you. Like Eli, let us encourage other believers to also say, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. Third, you must embrace the gospel. So today if you hear his voice, and we can hear his voice through song, like some of the songs that we were listening to earlier before we got, you know, before some of you got on the call. God speaks to us through songs. He speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through his creation. So today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Be like Eli, who, who perceives, and Samuel, who says, speak. You will be greatly blessed by God's grace as you hear his voice and respond to him.
So are you listening to the Lord regularly by opening his word? How is he calling you to respond? So when we open the Bible, and I think some of the slides say another way to listen to the Lord is to regularly read his word by opening his word. And we do you know someone you know that never ever attempts to to read the word um it's almost impossible to hear god speak if you don't open your heart if you don't open your mind and listen to what god is trying to tell us so we know that he speaks to us say god speaks to me not through the thunder and the earthquake nor through the ocean and the stars but through the son of man and speaks in a language adapted to my imperfect sight and hearing. So I just, you know, went through some of, you know, some of the slides. Um, I'm not really sure where Cassandra was with it. And, and there's what I talked about earlier. When you can't sleep at night, have you ever thought maybe it's God saying we need to talk <laughs> and not and you now have time. So because you're you're sleeping, you think you're sleeping, you're resting, you're laying down, you're not going anywhere. So God wakes you up in your sleep and he wants you to listen. To listen and say, for I am the Lord, your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So Cassandra, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to, now I've been talking for a few minutes, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to come from your perspective as Reverend Dr. Cassandra. <laughs> And I thank you, Karen. As I love that um, the way you explain Samuel, and um, it's so amazing because you know God was not speaking because they were not listening. And sometimes we go through rituals, we go through the norm, we do it like this because we've always done it like this, and we don't stop to see His beauty or to see if He has something to say or if He wants to share something with us. Have you ever been in a situation in your life and out of the blue, somebody you know say something and you know that was God speaking to you? Have you ever had a prayer that you've been praying for so long and you felt like he's not answering, he's, he, he's not coming forth and it came through a letter or you read something in the paper? The word of God, his word stands and he uses the hands and the mouthpiece of those of us who are willing, listen at what I'm saying, willing to share what he has for us. You see, Eli had become numb. Eli had become what I call one of those rich, ritualistic persons. Eli did what he's always done and got the result that he's always gotten, not knowing how far he had walked away from the presence of God. And we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we have constant communication with God. I think um, some of you have may heard me tell that testimony that time when, when I felt like I was in pure hell, being that I had been in communication with God on a regular basis. And I got to a point to where I could not feel his presence for two minutes in my life. And I felt so lost. 
And that's what some people are experiencing in their lives now. They don't have that presence of God or hearing the voice of God and they feel lost. Our job as sisters for one another is to be there for one another and to continue to give each other encouragement, give each other that, that, that word that God has given to us. I want to share one of my favorite scriptures with you, if I can. And it is in Philippians um, chapter four in verse six through eight. And God says, the word says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. So God is asking us to do something there. Asking us to do something there. Let your requests be known. And listen what he's going to do for us. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There's the remedy. So when you have those late nights, like Karen says, you got the word. You got a promise from God that his peace will reside. It will keep you and listen at this he says finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things when trials and, and, and tests and tough times come our way, guess what we have? We have an answer to defeat it. You know, if you begin to change the way you think according to the word of God, it will change your blood pressure, diabetes. It'll help you sleep at night. All we have to do is take the word of God and Activate it. Let him speak in your spirit. He gives us the answer. He tells us not to worry. So when you're trying to worry about things, guess what? Instead of worrying, do what? Pray. Spend time with him. When you spend time with anybody, let's say you, 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 you get a new friend, and if you want to learn that person, Spend some time with them. And if you really want to know with them, want to know them, stay with them for a week or so. You will find out a whole lot about that individual. That's what we're saying to you tonight. We want to challenge you to spend time with God and let him speak into your life. Let him speak that peace. Let him speak the answers that you've been asking for so long. Some of us want to know our purpose. Some of us want to know what his will is for us, for our lives. Some of us have so many questions that only God have the answer. And we're seeking answers from so many different places. Ain't, ain't nobody got to Got to raise their hand or say it out loud. Some of us look at our horoscope or this scope or that scope, or we look at the sun, the moon, and the stars and how it's lined. But all we have to do is let him speak. Speak to our hearts 
speak to our minds, speak to your soul. It'll give you peace. And you won't have to worry about all of these things. Yes, trouble is real. Um, trials, they're real. Evil, it's real. But by the power of God, Christ has done what? He's conquered it all just for you and I. So I, I, I'm, I'm so elated when Karen, she let me know that we were going to be talking about God speaking to us because some of us, we're not listening. And, and, and I say it like that, and I, I'll just talk about me because when we keep making the same mistake or and we keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, well, Lord, what, what should I do? Take a breather. Take a moment. Walk in nature, like Karen was take Take a walk. It's good for your health anyway. Meditate. Think on his word. Grab one scripture and speak that scripture until it speaks in your spirit. I don't care if it's Jesus wept. Take that one scripture, you keep applying it, and he will tell you why he wept. I promise you, if you trust in his word and use his word, he will speak to you. And you won't have to worry about the things that you can't control because he already let us know that it's already done. And sometimes we, we ask God for things. I'm almost done, Karen. I, I, I'm fine. <laughs> sometimes we're asking God for, for things. And I, and, and I want us to get out of the, the, the mindset that he's got to speak to you the way you want him to. He may speak to you in the birds if you take time to listen. And what I mean by that is he chooses the place and the time and the what. We have to be available to receive it because we may turn our back, you know, oh, I don't like her, but she may have the word that God sent for you. You may be expecting it to come through thunder and lightning, but it might not come that way. So when you set your spirit and, and free your spirit to be available to hear from God, to listen to what God has to say to you, you'll be amazed. It might come in the voice of a six-year-old child that says, Nana, what are you worried about? Everything is going to be all right. You never know how he's going to speak to you, but I promise you, he has a word for you. Okay, Karen. And if you can go back to um, slide number eight, I think, and when and what it says is, you say, God says, and it says, you say, I can't figure it figure it out. God says, I will direct your steps. Yes. Then it gives you a Bible verse that says Proverbs three, five, and six. If you want to take a screenshot of it, I'm, I'm too tired. God says, I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. God says all things are possible. Nobody loves me. God says, I love you. I can't forgive myself. God says, I forgive you. It's not worth it. God says, it will be worth it. I'm not smart enough. God mm. says, I will give you wisdom. Yes. 
I'm not able. God says, I am able. Mm -hmm. I can't go on. God says, my grace is sufficient. You say, I can't do it. God says, you can do all things. You say, I can't manage. God says, I will supply all your needs. You say, I'm afraid. God says, I have not given you fear. You say, I feel all alone. God says, I will never leave you. So don't say God is silent when your Bible is closed. God speaks to those who take time to listen and he listens to those who take time to pray. So make prayer a part of your daily virtue. If you do it once, twice, two, three times a day, however often you pray, know that God is listening. He hears you. You know, I, I, I'm so, you know, marvel at when I ask the ladies on this line to pray and they're so readily just doing it. And, you know, we had a couple and say, oh, no, God gives you the words and, and your prayers have been so profound. Just know that you know, whatever you say, however you say it, God hears you and he okay. listens to you. And so wherever you're putting out, however it come out, it's still your prayer. Go ahead. I just want to share in that Philippians 4. I would love for you ladies to write it down. I, and there's four things in there I need you to know. If, if anything I said tonight, if you don't take away anything, take away these four things. And it's in Philippians 4 and 6 through 8. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Thank God in all. And I need you to remember this. Think about the right things. All of that is right there in that scripture. And that's a formula, my sisters, that will keep a smile on your face. Because know that God, God is going to take care of you. He, 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 and, 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 the, and the thing about it, he is concerned about every aspect in your life. He's not only concerned about how many people you tell uh, about him. He's not con just concerned about you speaking in tongues. He's not concerned about you reading your Bible every day. Uh, that's not the only thing God is concerned about. He is concerned about how you're going to pay your bills. He is concerned about your health. He is concerned about everything in your life. And how I know that is because he's so concerned enough about you that he can tell you how many hairs you have on your head. That's how much he loves you and he is concerned about everything. But guess what he needs you to do? He needs you to take a... Uh, uh, do something in that situation. He needs you to let him know the things that you are concerned and that you want him to work out on your behalf. Because he's going to always be there with you and be there for you. Yes, we just have to utilize 
him the way he wants us to. And that, I mean, just like we love our children, especially when you get grandkids, you, you go to that next <laughs> level. It's like you, you tell your kids, look, they need this. You start telling your children what your grandkids, nope, they better have a house, they better have food on table. You, you understand what I'm saying? God is concerned about every one of those aspects and those things in your life. And he will tell you exactly how to obtain them. Don't worry, keep praying, uh, thank me for it because I'm gonna do it. You can go ahead and just go ahead and raise me in advance <laughs> and know that when you keep your mind on the right thing, you will draw the right thing to you. It says, when God speaks through the Bible, he offers eternal truth that you can count on. And this is the song. Can you hear me? Need your love today. I know that you are listening. You hear me every day. Father, please hear us, and we will be okay. Father, we need you to heal families today. Father, can you hear me? I'm calling on your name. Not good enough, but it's Jesus we cry out loud. Father, just forgive us. Hear us when we say, give it, give it, give it. Father, you know we need it. I never seen so much pain. We have the faith for now. Your victory we will gain. Father, you know we need it. There's no more
comment in. Okay. So we're going to open up the um the line. You know, we're at that moment um in the program. If anyone has any comments that they would like to share with us, um, anything that has touched your heart about when God speaks, any experiences that you may have had that you might share with with the other ladies on the line. Um, you know, y'all don't know um, this doing this and presenting this information to you all helps me. <laughs> I'm I'm learning some things and experiencing some things that I didn't know I had in me. So um, just thank y'all for the opportunity for me to to share with you because it helps me to grow in, in Christ too. So um, we're gonna open it up. If anyone has any comments or anything that they just, you know, just on their heart that they wish to share, um, the time is now. Y'all so quiet. Karen. Yes. And, and Reverend Cassandra, hi, this is Renee Richardson. Um, wonderful topic spiritual topic and i just want to say you know the lord stopped waking me up he wakes me up like two four o'clock in the morning and i used to lay there and i said oh no too early i got to turn over and i would go back to sleep and then the spirit said talk to me you know and and i felt god ministering to me and then i had to learn how to minister to god and whether it was through by singing a song to him about how much I love you, you know, uh, how much you've meant to me. But I just wanted to share something that <clears throat> really helped me in my, my walk with Christ. Go back and read War Room. And then see the movie, read the book. And if you can find a place in your home to have your secret closet, you know, where you can just clear it out of all distractions and get your little note Pad and you know, put your notes up on the on the wall and and tell God what you feel or what you need. I, I just found that that was such a profound movie and book that really helped me in my walk and my ministry with Christ. And I just wanted to share that. Thank you for this session because it is really so spiritually uplifting, and especially in times such as these. You know, so I just wanted to say thank you. God bless. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? Yeah, I don't want to hear me talk all the time. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, when you talk about in the late at night, there was a time that I had had a, uh, one of my surgeries. I've had hips, knees, <laughs> not say I'm bionic from the waist down. <laughs> But one of the surgeries, I had started experiencing some um, a temp, and I couldn't get rid of that temperature. And I kept praying and praying, and late in the midnight hour, and that's what came to me, that God was going to turn it around. 
and he did. And I woke up, the temperature had broken. I was just sweating. But I tell you, if you didn't believe, when you have an experience, it makes you believe. Oh, yeah. That's just one of the the things that has sustained me these 70 plus years of my life that I am just grateful for. So I just want to share that. Thank you. You know, I used to wonder, you know, because I used to ask the question, how do you know when God is speaking to you? You know, and, you know, studying and, and revealing some of this, you know, just takes me back because if you think about it, he's always talking to us. We just don't listen. We, we, we don't listen. You know, he, he's speaking to us and we're, we're hearing things, we're seeing things, but we don't take the time to listen. We don't take the time to listen. So just like I said, do you hear God? <laughs> Speaks to us every day. Middle of the night, early in the morning, <laughs> not paying attention, comes to you. And you wonder why when you hear the, the words or songs and the tears fall from your eyes, he's speaking to you. So. Anybody else? Mary, how are yeah. you doing? Hello, you know, I was just listening to what you said. Um, in order for you to hear God, you have to study his word. And he'll, you know, he'll give you verses from the Bible. And, and I really, really believe that. And, and I hear him all the time. <laughs> and, and you know, I do want to make a comment too on Sister, Sister Richardson, Renee Richardson. Um, we just we're in a Bible study class. For those of you that have not seen the War Room, you must see it. It is worth seeing. Trust me, because it teaches you how to pray. You know, sometimes when you go in your prayer room, um, you start writing yourself notes to make you remember. Now, um, the young lady that wrote that book or, or did that play is. Priscilla Shears and our Bible study now we're on putting on the full armor of God and so that's what I'm saying you have to study the word in order to hear God's words you have to study his word and I enjoy both of you and thank you for sharing oh you're welcome thank you anybody like to share also go ahead <laughs> all right so I think yeah this is like my third time on the call but in working and just trying to get closer to God, forming a relationship with him. I know that my weakness is prayer. So I've been working, trying to get better at doing prayers. And I can say that the first time I was on, Karen, you asked me to do the prayer at the end. That's right. And um, my sister-in-law has a Bible study on Friday nights in New York that I joined them on. And that same week, um, they asked me to do the prayer at the end as well. And then, so in the walk, my walk with God and talking to him, you know, I'm telling him, I'm like, God, I see you're messing with me. You're really, really trying me now. You're putting all these things in my way to let me know that if you're doing something in my name, I'm going to supply whatever you need to, if you're talking about me. And I understand that, but it's like taking a whole lot. And I'm like, yeah. And I keep saying, Lord, you're messing with me. You're really messing with me. So I have these conversations with him telling him, okay, I understand what you're saying. I understand that you will supply everything I need if I'm doing it in your name and to glorify you. Amen. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. 
Thank You're you. welcome. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else? Okay. Hello, Karen. Hi. This is Vanessa. Hey, I Vanessa. just wanted to share that in listening to God's voice, it will also usher in obedience to his word. That's right. Because a lot of times we hear him speaking and then we go into our little limited power and say, I can't do this. Or we begin to think about uh, what others would think. And, and what I've learned now that when I hear his voice, I need to answer and do and walk in obedience and do what he says do. Um, I would get an unction, the spirit would hit me and say, pray for this person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would, I would be disobedient. And I just remember one afternoon I was cleaning the house and the spirit just spoke to me and said, pray. And I began to pray. It didn't say why or what. And my prayer went from uh, praising God to begging God to take this cup from me to back to rejoicing. I had no idea what was going on. And then it was like it was lifted. And 20 minutes later, my sister called and said that my nephew was in a car accident. And he was in a car accident on a road that was uh, a rural road here in Kentucky. And behind him was a lady that was driving in her car. She just happened to be a nurse. She was a nurse. And she said she normally doesn't take the rural road. She takes the highway. But on that day, she decided to travel the rural road. And she was able to render aid to my nephew and kept him comfortable until the ambulance got there and took him to the hospital. I had no idea God was asking me to pray for my nephew mm -hmm. until afterwards. And so whenever I hear God say, pray, I stop what I'm doing. So listening to his voice, will usher in a walk in obedience. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Don't be shy. Okay. Hey, Karen, real quick, um, kind of piggyback off of what Vanessa was saying. I, and I found Vanessa in my life um, the things that I feel inadequate to do are the things that I've become the best at because I'm not doing them in my strength, but in him who strengthens me. Because see, I know my ability, but when he puts in me what needs to be there, my ability is no longer of any use because what he wants us to do is go beyond what we can imagine. So we never get the glory. He'll get the glory. Because see, he already knows the full story. And that's what I love to tell people is that when, when, when you feel inadequate or you feel like this is not your calling, that's the very thing to do because you know every minute, every second, every millisecond, you have to depend on him and not yourself. Because our problem come when we know what we can do and we do what we can do when we know he would have done the best job. And that's what that prayer was all about. It, it was never about um, per se you, but it was for that lady to be able to take the road, 
to go, to be in position. And I love how God's work. That, that's the things that, that God do for us that we look and say, this had to be God. Had to be God. Not God. <laughs> yeah. Not God. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else? All right. So I'm, it's 8.55. We're right on time. I'm going to say again, thank you for joining us. Okay. What happened to Martha? How she got knocked out? Thank you for joining us. And those of you that are just here for the first time, we welcome you and we invite you to come again. Um, we're here every Sunday, Centralized Moment. The focus is you at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So um, invite your friends, um, come back, um, listen. And, and, and I, I thank you guys for the support and encouragement that you give to me um, to make me want to dig and dwell into the word a little deeper. And um, it's helping my walk with the Lord um, and prayerfully is, is um, bringing something to you. Um, I'm going to ask, um, yeah, I'm gonna call on you. All right, Sister Gill. Greetings. <laughs> Can you close us out? And when she's done, um, my daughter sent me a song last week that we didn't get to play. Um, and I'm going to play it, you know, when she's done, after she's praying. And we'll see you guys on next week. And thank you so much. Go ahead. Ready? Yes. Lord, we thank you for what we've heard. We hope that it helps all that were on this call. Yes. When you speak, we shall listen. Thank you, yes. We ask you to continue to uplift all of us on this call, uplift our organization, uplift our country. You, only you know what we need. We ask these blessings in your darling son's name. Amen. 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 And let me see if I can find this song that I tried to get last week. Karen, can I say something? This is Martha. Hey, Martha. Yeah, I just want to thank you and Cassandra for this session tonight because I've been going through a tough time this week. And uh, what I've learned tonight is that you have to take time and listen and not only take time to listen, but you got to think about think things through, you know, sometimes, you know, I have a little situation going on in my life right now, but I know God's got it and he's going to see me through it. But I just want to thank you and Cassandra for this session. I've learned a lot and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it kept booting me out. I kept getting on uh, the uh, call number, but I was so glad to get on so you can hear me. Uh, express myself this evening and I thank you so much yes, and I just and I'm gonna pray for both of you because I just can see the growth of God in both of you I I just can feel the Holy Spirit uh, in both of you and I thank you so much you're so welcome thank you you're welcome I'm gonna play this this is the one she sent this to me so you give y'all this <laughs> He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, 
spirit is made right, sometimes the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past, hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister, Leandria, here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell the story. Deliver me Cause all I seem to do is hurt me Officially, really, and I'll sing it for you, Leandria. 
Good night.